Welcome back to episode 44 of the Back Pocket Banner podcast. We welcome a special guest today. He played 165 games of AFL over his time at Hawthorne and St Kilda, kicking 63 goals. He's a VFL Premiership player and a Rising Star nominee. He now plays for Port Ferry in the Hamden Football League. We welcome Shane Savage. Thanks for joining the show, Shane. Uh, thank you, boys. Pleasure to be here. So, first of all, I'll take you back a bit. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your background? Yeah, so um, non-football background, I was born in New Zealand. Um, so, grew up there for two years and, um, you know, the the family thought it was a good idea to move out to Australia and, and grew up in southeast Melbourne. Um, Dandenong, I don't know, not sure if you boys know that area, but it's obviously a pretty rough area back in the day. <laughs> so, yeah, grew up there, mate, and... Um, it grew up, I had a real rugby background, so, you know, I sort of started playing rugby, but had friends that, um, you know, swayed me to come and play some AFL and, and, and never looked back. Um, but I was, I was just saying, so you obviously had a rugby background. When was it kind of first you discovered uh, the footy? Yeah, it was, um, well, the moment I realised I couldn't play rugby was when um, I was at training one day and I was... I was running down the wing, about to score a try, and no one was around me. All the parents were yelling, and I just thought, what is going on here? And, that, and then someone, I scored a try, I celebrated, and someone came to me at the end and said, mate, you've just scored for the other team. And that's when I realised, okay, this is probably not for me. <laughs> um, so that was it for my rugby career at, what, I think it was nine or ten. Um, from footy perspective, um, yeah, it was, at, it was at primary school. I think it was grade four, and, um, yeah, one of my mates – um, said just to come down to training. Um, I think it was St. George Footy Club and um, I thought, oh, why not? I'll, I'll give it a try. I've been playing it at lunchtime and have enjoyed it. So went down to training and I loved it. I loved it and I never looked back and, and um, yeah, I was able to forge a pretty good career out of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what AFL team did you support uh, sort of from when you discovered AFL, I guess, or you might not have supported one? Yeah, look, I wasn't a massive, um, I wasn't a massive footy watcher growing up, but um, Nathan Buckley was a real, um, it was a role model to me. I, I, I love watching him play, and um, so I obviously barred for Collingwood, um, you know, growing up, and um, loved putting on his Guernseys and, and playing outside at, at the front yard just by myself, kicking kicking the ball around, thinking I was him. So yeah, I um, yeah barred for the Pies growing up. <clears throat> You were drafted with pick number 75 in the 08 draft uh, to, to the Hawks. What was it like, um, first of all, when, when your name got called out and the emotions? Um, was the family there? What was that like? Yeah, it was unreal. I mean, it was on the radio back in the day. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't on TV like it is these days. Um, so, yeah, had, had the radio on. And Look, I, I didn't expect to get drafted that year. I was 17. Yeah. at the time so um, I was underage at the time I still had another year at the TSC Cup um, with the Danny Stingrays and um, had a few interviews with clubs throughout the year um, you know North and Hawks were probably a club that didn't really have much to say to be honest um, so really I, I had no idea that I'd go there but um, yeah got through the got through a lot of the the numbers and I thought oh, okay look it's probably not going to happen and then number 75 um, they read out the the player number and then your name. My name got caught out, and um, no, mate, I was I was ecstatic and 
10 minutes later, I had Luke Hodge messaging me and Sam Mitchell, Buddy Franklin, just after they've won the 2008 grand final. And I just thought, wow, this is, um, this is unreal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. And I guess on that, what was it kind of like going into such a successful side and, and um, trying to find your spot in at AFL level there? Yeah, it was, um, it was obviously, yeah, a surreal experience. I mean, I, I just finished school and, Two weeks later, I'm, I'm walking through the doors at the Hawthorne Footy Club just after they've won a grand final. And, um, you know, they had a plethora of A graders in that team. So it was going to, from day one, it was going to be really hard to break into the team and um, had a bit of a rough start. I had a shoulder reco um, in my first year. So I missed half of 2009, but I was able to string a few games together late in the year. Um, I think my first game was Adelaide. Um, and then finished off with Essendon. Um, you know, the game that Matthew Lords um, hit Sewell was my third game in my career. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was able to string three games together. In 2010, I was emergency eight times, but I think 2011 it all sort of kick-started kick and, and that was, yeah, I was able to play some pretty consistent footy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Um Going into your first year, sort of what we – it obviously didn't pan out uh, with the injuries and stuff, but what was your sort of goals and what was your mindset like going into such a good team, knowing it's going to be pretty tough to get a game and you might have to bite your time a bit like you did have to? Yeah, yeah no doubt. I was really realistic as to where I was. I mean, I was only 17 at the time and um, I was – I knew that I'd have to train hard and, you know, just have a really good attitude towards, um, you know, my training, my weight, my diet um, and and just work as hard as I can and impress the coaches and, the team, and my teammates. And look, it, like I said, it wasn't a great start. I had a shoulder reco, so I was, I was in rehab for a little bit. But um, once I got back, I, I had a couple of games at Box Hill and, and played some solid footy and, and then I... Um, yeah, got the call from Clarko one night and um, said I was playing Adelaide at the MCG. Yeah, and I guess on that, um, your debut came against Adelaide at, at the G. What are your kind of memories from your debut and um, what was that like finally, you know, breaking into the side and getting there? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, <laughs> the moment I got off the phone, I, I, I couldn't sleep. I was that excited, but... Yeah. Um, Oh, look, it was incredible. Um, I, I remember coming to the game with um, Cyril, Cyril Rioli, and, um, you know, obviously he was pretty quiet that day um, back then, so he, you know, there wasn't a heap of chat in the car before the game, so yeah. it was pretty quiet. The nerves were uh, building, but, um, look, the moment I ran out into the field, I just thought, wow, you know, I was, I was in year 12, not, you know, uh, only a couple of months ago, and, and here I am at the MCG, 45,000. Running out with the boys, and I remember going out to my position, and I was standing next to a player that I've admired for a very long time. It was um, Andrew McLeod, and I just thought, "Wow, this is you know, it's always been my dream to play at the MCG." But standing next to an absolute icon and someone that I loved watching um, throughout my childhood was incredible, mate. Yeah, you'd have to almost pinch yourself out there, you know. Oh, just- mate. Yeah, I still am. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. In 2012, you played a big part in the team's success and played in the grand final. How did it feel to play a role and run out in front of 100,000? I think you are the sub that day. So that yep. was also a different experience as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, 
yeah, look, even though I was a sub, it was still a great experience. I mean, I was I was young at the time. It, it might surprise you boys, but it, it, I wasn't really nervous. I mean, I was young. I was I was really excited. Um, I was just keen to play a game of footy. But um, just the whole experience throughout the week um, is just something I'll never forget and will always cherish just, um, you know, from the attention that you get, the – um, the grand final parade where you're, you're sitting in the car and you're just waving at people thinking you're an absolute king. <laughs> that was, so that was, that was pretty cool. But um, just the, the feeling when you run out on the field um, and just 100,000 people just cheering, booing and just going crazy was just a sound that I'll never be able to ever replicate again. But, um, yeah, it was, it was unreal, mate. And the... The national anthem as well, just standing there and looking around the stadium and thinking, wow, here I am, was was pretty good. Albeit I was a sub, but, um, yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, for sure. And on that, um, obviously, sub, I think you might have been in the prelim as well. Um, but what was it like? Like, What's it like going into a game as a sub, like knowing you could kind of come on at any time uh, and it's just kind of you've got to wait and see what happens? Yeah, it's t- it, look, no doubt it's tough from a mental point of view, but um, I guess you just have to prepare like it's a normal game, really, because um, you can come on at any time in the game. You know, the 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 first qualifying final um, against Collingwood, I think it was at the MCG in 2012, I was a sub and um, I think it was Brendan Whitecross got injured really early in the game and... Um, I ended up playing pretty much the whole game and, and play, having a pretty good game. So, um, yeah, you, you just got to prepare like, like like you're playing. On the bench, it, it can be quite difficult at times. You know, you're, you're, you're sort of just sitting down with a jacket, you're getting pretty cold, but, um, you know, you always got to find ways to just stay in the game. Um, what, what I did, um, I went for a lot of runs around the boundary, but I just stayed engaged with my teammates as much as I can. And, yeah, I found that helped. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good way to uh, look at it, like interacting and just make yourself so you're not done yeah. zone out and that. Um, yeah, no doubt. It's a shit rule, though. I hate that rule. Yeah, yeah. It's a shock, shock. Yeah. 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 Never want to see it again. Yeah. 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 It's a bit stiff for a few of those boys. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah, no doubt. Making yeah. their debut on the pond. <laughs> yeah, and I saw awesome. that. Yeah, there was a guy... Um, Round round one from Hawthorne, he he didn't even play, and it was yeah. his debut. Like he'll never get that back. That's just a uh, terrible rule. Yeah, yeah. don't know what Clark was yeah. thinking that day. Yeah, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do the nerves uh, stay with you as a sub until you get on the field, or does sort of watching and interacting with teammates uh, settle yes. you and f- feel like you're playing the game before you actually do run on the field? Yeah. For me, the nerves were okay throughout the game. Um, the time you start getting nervous is when you see someone sore, you see someone coming off and they're, they're being seen by the doc and that's when you're like, oh, shit, you know, here we go. I might, might have to get ready here. So you start shaking around and start doing some runs up and down the boundary. Yeah. Um, so I think that's when the nerves are at their highest. But, no, nah, once you run out in the field, uh, nah, you're just totally in the game. You're in the zone. and um, The only problem with the sub is that, you know, everyone expects you to bang, just come on and absolutely tear the game apart. But you you go you go for one sprint and you're absolutely stuffed because <laughs> you've just been sitting down for the last bloody hour and a half. So um, yeah, it was it was yeah it was a tough bloody it was a tough position to be. In. Yeah, 
yeah, it's it's not that easy to come on and just have an impact, even though you <laughs> might be pressure. Take a bit to warm up. Yeah, you have been sitting. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. In 2013, you played 15 games in the home and away, uh, finishing with a, a VFL flag. Uh, can you describe what the emotions were like winning the flag and also, I guess, watching the AFL side win it after you fell short the year, uh, the year prior? Yeah, it was... I'll be honest with you, boys. The VFL premiership was mixed emotions for me. Um, you know, I had my mind on other things that day. Um I wanted to make the side the next week. You know, we, we came into the game um, and we, we knew that someone went down from the AFL side, just so there was a spot free. Yeah. Um, so um, it was really tough. I mean, yeah, look, the it was unreal to win a VFL premiership and, you know, I've still got the medal to this day and it's something that I'll always cherish and remember. But I guess it was just stained a little bit because my emotions were... I guess somewhere else and I really wanted to make that AFL side the next week and unfortunately, you know, it didn't quite go my way. I, I got a bit of attention that day from Geelong and I wasn't able to perform the way I wanted to um, and, yeah, it came down to me and a few players and, yeah, it went the other way. Yeah, yeah no, I guess that's, you know, really tough because obviously, um, mm. for, well, for most of the players, I guess, on that day, it's, it's kind of bittersweet winning it, but like kind of your job in your mindset is not, not done yet because you want to, um, you know, uh, wait and see uh, for the next week. So it's a kind of tough uh, to be in. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, after that uh, 2013 season, you had traded to St Kilda for, for <coughs> big Ben McAvoy. What were the reasons um, behind the decision to move on? Um, yeah, there was nothing sour in my decision. I just um, – I, I thought – I just needed a bit of a fresh start. I was sort of getting a bit stale um, where I was and I thought to really, I guess, take my game to another level, it, it was probably best I just moved on. But, you know, there was also um, some external things. You know, there was people I weren't quite seeing eye to eye with at, at the Hawks and I just thought, you know, if I just stay here, I, I still had a year, so I, I could have stayed if I liked and the coaches yeah. did want me. But I just thought, you know, if... If I stay here, it's the trajectory is probably not looking as high as if I went to another team. So I thought thought I'd explore my options and um, yeah, and see where I, I would have ended up. Yeah, and I guess in the lead up to that, did did you think about that in the season prior a little bit, or was it kind of something that was on your mind for a bit, or was what? it more at the you know end end of the season? I was more yeah, it was more towards the end. To be honest, it was um, yeah. Look. I was I was a little bit disgruntled with a few people throughout the year, um, and that was affecting my performance a little bit. But it was coming towards the end of the year where I sort of really made a clearer decision. Um, I still think, personally, I'm not being arrogant, but to this day, I, I could have played in at least one of their grand finals in the next three after that. But that's footy; that's the way it goes. I don't I don't regret my decision. Yeah. Your debut for St Kilda uh, came in round one of the 2014 season against the Dees. How different or similar was the environment at St Kilda compared to the Hawks? Um, oh, look, it was really different. I mean, one team was up at one end of the scale and the other team was at the other end. Um, you know, personally, uh, I had my concerns about St Kilda before I came. I, I'm not going to lie. I had um, a few question marks about their culture and whatnot. 
you know, this was just after they had that incident and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, look, in terms of um, players and whatnot, they probably didn't quite have the quality as, you know, where Hawthorne was. They were in a real sweet spot and and, and the Saints were a young sort of developing side um, and, and the quality probably wasn't quite there. But, um, yeah, look, I, I love playing with the boys, but, yeah, look, I, I really struggled early on, 2014, Um I just struggled to adapt to the, I guess, different game plan and the different style and quality of footy that was being played. So, um, yeah, it was a really tough start to the to my Saints career. Yeah, and on that, yeah, four games, I think, uh, were won that year for the Saints. So it was obviously, it would have been pretty challenging, you know, coming from a, a well-established side, like you just mentioned, to starting with a pretty young and developing side and maybe fitting in a different kind of um, role, you know, in that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, um, you know, the the half-forward role at the Hawks, you know, you had some real quality ball coming in and um, you're winning games, so you're up and about and you're kicking goals. But I guess at the Saints, um, it, it wasn't quite like that because we just were in a different sort of position at the time. So um, I guess you had to hunt for the ball a little bit more. So that's where I, I was That's where I was finding it a little bit tough at the time. But, um, yeah, I, um, I was able to find my feet in the second half of that year. Players often often excitedly anticipate the first game against our old club. Um, in your first game against the Hawks, you went down by 140 points, I think it was. So I imagine oh, you, God. You, don't yeah. look, uh, you don't look back nah. on them too fondly. No, nah, no. Nah. Thanks for reminding me, boys, about that. Yeah, no, sorry. Forgot, forgot about that. No, nah, nah, don't stress. Um, no, nah, that was a stinker that day. Um, yeah, I had a heap of nerves, actually. I didn't, I didn't really want to warm up out and out in the ground. You know, like the players usually go for a walk pre-game and, and whatnot, and I didn't really want to. I, I, I didn't really want to see anyone, to be honest. I was a bit sort of, oh, gosh, I mean, unknown territory here. So um, I remember running out in my position and um, the first person that came to me was Grant Birchall and he, he just bounced me and go, you, you, you effing traitor. And I just thought, wow, like, <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty shell shocked that day, but um, yeah, to go down and buy 140 though, that was, um, that was a really dark day for the club. So yeah, it was, it was horrible. Yeah. Were there any other boys that kind of give it to you all day or, or at the start? <laughs> No, it was just just Birchall, which was unusual. He's the nicest guy, and he still is to this day. But no, it was um, it, it was it was yeah, it was just him that sort of got into me. But that, I mean, they they were they were smashing us, so they were, they were just having fun with us. They were toying with us at the time, and I guess they didn't really have time to get into me. So that was nice. <laughs> uh, Birchall saying red by the sounds of it. Um, mm. For the most Bloody part. Up. For the most part of the next five years, your mainstay for the Saints is a damaging half-back uh, with your long kicking and foot speed. How enjoyable were those parts of your career as you, you know, as um, the Saints begin to develop and you get in a few years? Yeah, it was it was one of my more enjoyable years of my career. I think under under Alan Richardson. I know a lot of Saints fans hated him, but you know, I, I love playing under Richo and he. Um, it was mid-2014 and I wasn't quite playing the way I wanted at half forward and he suggested going to half back. And I thought, wow, I mean, me defending, I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I thought, you know what, why not? I'll give it a go. And um, hey, I, I found a little niche for myself in that position and was able to play some 
some solid footy over the years. So, um, no, I enjoyed the halfback and, um, yeah, enjoyed some of my best best years in that position, I reckon. Yeah, yeah definitely. At what point in your AFL career did you sort of feel as though you belonged and um, were capable of being a really good player? Like, when was that sort of moment, I guess? Um, I reckon it was early in my career. I reckon it was 2011 um, when... I really felt like I belonged. Um, it was it was against the um, the Gold Coast down in Tassie, and I just had a breakout game that day. Um, you know, I had I don't know thirty odd possessions and four goals, and I thought, wow, you know, I, I could be a really good player in this in this league. And um, and yeah, I that that was probably the moment where I thought, yeah. I reckon I can be a really consistent and, and quality player, um, yeah, in the AFL. Yeah. yeah. In 2020, you struggled a bit to get into the AFL side despite playing very consistent in the in the VFL. Uh, what do you think was behind the struggles kind of to fit into the side uh, in that particular year? Yeah, look, that was a really frustrating year, I'm not going to lie. Um, personally, I just thought oh, – I thought I was in career best – um, condition um, you know I was working as hard as I could I was in I was in career best form with the games I was playing but I just wasn't getting looked at and that was for you know there was a number of, of factors that um, maybe contributed to that um, you know our back line was really solid last year the Saints back line was yeah great the you know long pattern Caulfield was starting to play some really consistent footy there. So that was perhaps keeping me out of the side. But, um, I, you know, I do also believe that, you know, Ratton preferred me out of the side and didn't really want me to play in that position. He, he sort of preferred the youth that was there, which was which is okay. Your first final for St Kilda came in your last AFL game against the Tigers. <laughs> How special was it to finish your career uh, playing finals footy, albeit the loss? Ah, well, I couldn't care if it was a loss. That was a game that I always remember. I reckon um, for for many reasons, it was a really really tough year, um, and it all all the stars just aligned. I mean, I, I played a really good game the week before, and um, you know, unfortunately, Long went through that um, the tribunal issues that week, and um, it all just sort of went my way, and I was able to just squeeze into the side and. Um, you know, at the time I didn't know it was going to be my last game, but um, to just play that game and playing, you know, with my kids in the in the stands yeah. um, after that tough year it was in the hub was was one of the more special games I reckon, and um, I was glad I was able to finish off strongly as well. I mean, I thought I was one of the better players for the Saints on the on the ground on the day, so to go out strong was nice, and um, yeah. Little did I know I'd be delisted a couple of weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To emphasize your point with obviously playing, felt feeling like you're playing really well. Like that game, you did, you did play quite well, and I, and then a few weeks later, it's almost a shock because you're like this guy. I mean, he's he's playing pretty well and didn't get the opportunities for yeah whatever reason. And you probably were one of the Saints' best and kicked a, a big goal. Um, yeah, big song that day. That was. Uh, there's a bit of a win behind that, but <laughs> oh, I thought, why not? Like, just give it to me, butts, and I'll, I'll just go for it. I was never going to pass that, so yeah. I thought this this might be my only opportunity. Just give it to me, and I just launched it and flushed it. It's great. Yeah, 
no, as as time explores, we were like, you know, someone cover him, Danny, and then Danny Butler. Told him, <laughs> then, you just saw me lurking there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw you lurking. I thought, no, he'll, he'll send this through, and and you did. Big man, <laughs> get it on the line. So, uh, ah, cheers. No, it was. Pretty awesome, and oh, it's a bit of a Dan Rich. He always does that to the Tigers. I reckon he lurks behind and gets a big hands. And yeah, against, against everyone. Yeah, see, it doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. one two, <laughs> one two steps and bang. Yeah. yeah, no, that's it. Um, with large list caps due to reduced salary cap, you were delisted by the Saints at the end of the year. Uh, how disappointing was that uh, for you, knowing that? Any other year, you probably would have been offered another contract, and also, like you kind of touched on, you're playing, you're playing good footy. Yeah, I was um, I was shattered. Um, yeah, I was I was really upset about that. Um, purely because, look, I would have been okay if um, I knew that I didn't have any good footy left in me, and I was old, I was slow, I was you know the the trajectory was going spiraling down. But I just didn't feel that was going that way. I I, I thought I had many good years left in me, but um, unfortunately, it just didn't quite go that way. But I guess, look, I'm not salty towards the Saints. I, I respect their decision, and I, and I said that to them. But I was just disappointed with the, um, I guess, the lack of communication um, that we had together through that period. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it was the silence was deafening um, after the season. Um, I, the we we had an exit meeting. Um, sort of in the hub post the season and I went in there thinking uh, I'll, I'll go in with a bit of caution I'm not too sure where this would go um, but I, it was probably the best feedback I've ever had throughout my career um, you know I, 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 I said to Rats that I'd be happy to be depth um, I'm more than happy to you know be a development sort of officer or player with the with the young boys down at the BFL level yeah a bit of a mentor Um and yeah, it was the communication was great. No, you're 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 still best twenty two, and um, you know we you're still going to be a, a crucial cog in the side next year. So I leave the hub thinking, beautiful, let's go enjoy a holiday, <laughs> let's relax, switch off a little bit. But you're right, you you mentioned COVID, and that was lurking in the back of my head, and the science was deafening, like I said, and didn't hear anything. My manager didn't really say much and I thought, oh, God, this is not looking good. And I got the call, unfortunately, from the list manager um, and heard the news and I'm not going to lie, I, I broke down on the phone and had to call him back. But, um, yeah, that was that was devastating. Mm. Yeah, I think, well, I think at the time, you know, obviously lots of people appreciated because um, to finish the way you did in that year, Obviously, people knew that you still had a lot more to give and and to play at that level. So, um, I think yeah, it was a bit of a bombshell um, shock decision for lots of people to take, including ourselves. Yeah, so. no, it's it's pretty stiff when when Especially you look at all the things you're, yeah. you're getting. So, yeah, well, that's yeah, like I said, like that's why I was so disappointed because you know the communication was good. I mean, if if it was clear from the start that they were going down in a different direction. Um, then I would have been okay. I mean, it's the way footy is. It's a brutal, it's a brutal sport. But it's just the the communication was just um, yeah, it wasn't quite right, and it didn't um, yeah, they didn't they weren't quite I guess honest with me from the start. They sh- yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But look, like I said, it's that's footy, and um, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. 
after the season, were you in any talks with other clubs to keep the AFL uh, Um Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, not a heap. I mean, there wasn't a heap that were willing to talk, to be honest. Um, I was in talks with GWS and um, that was an option. But I was, again, did I want to move up there? No, I really didn't. But did I want to keep my AFL career alive? Yeah, I did. So I was really fighting between the two. And I just thought, oh, God, what am I going to do if that option does come? So I had a meeting with them. Um and obviously didn't eventuate, but um, other than that, no. Nah, look, there wasn't there wasn't a heap, and um, you know, it was partly because of you know COVID, and you know, teams were having trouble with their lists at the time and couldn't really make a clear decision. So, um, no, there wasn't a heap of communication with other clubs. No. Yeah, and I guess what after that, what was kind of the plan going forward? Like, did you think maybe you know go out to a local comp or? What were, you, what were the thoughts kind of um, after you realised, you know, that it wasn't going to continue at that level? Yeah, it was just time to explore my options. Um, that, that was it. Um, you know, I, I had a good chat with the family and I thought, you know, it's probably a good opportunity to get out of Melbourne for, you know, a year, a couple of years, I don't know, forever, who knows. But, um, yeah, so we, we really looked into that aspect looking away from Melbourne um, and I had options to play, you know, Sample, Waffle and, and VFL, but I just didn't think, um, you know, post my AFL career that I, I wanted to play that sort of footy. Yeah, no, that's fair. And um, yeah. what was a question about kind of your career? What was your favourite ground um, you'd say to play on and, and some of the uh, toughest opponents you had to match up against? Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the MCG was probably my favourite. Um, you know, a, a full capacity MCG was um, is just an unreal experience. So MCG, but I played a lot of my footy at Marvel as well. So being under the roof when you know it's pissing down outside is um, yeah. is pretty cool. So that was awesome. Um, oh, some of my hardest opponents. I mean, Steve Baker was probably one of my one of my hardest opponents, just the way he niggled throughout the game. He'd stomp on you, he'd pinch you, he'd do everything he can to just get you off your game mentally and physically. So he, he was hard from that point of view. But I look from a playing perspective, I, there was a lot of quality players, you know, Cyril Rioli when I was playing back or Gary Ablett at times on the wings and, and, and those sorts of players, um, Brendan Goddard. Um, I, I could go through a heap, so... Yeah. Um, there was a lot of oh look I, I'm glad I was I played in those sort of early years I mean I was able to play with some really good players you know Matty Scarlett and again sorry Matty Scarlett and, and whatnot is um, yeah something I always look back on yeah some sure. great players and Steve absolutely he's a bit of a pest I, 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 I remember yeah. him as that and I think one one occasion he got suspended for a, a lot of weeks for doing doing things like that and just keep um yeah persisting with uh, annoying oh, yeah. opponents, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he did to quality, but I didn't think he'd do it to a young fella like me back in 2011. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. He, he did do it to some, um, I think, oh, I think Stevie J or something like that. So he was an absolute pest. But, yeah, he was a great player, Stevie, uh, Stevie Baker. And, yeah, good fella too. Moving on to Port Ferry. Um, we were actually there watching the first game. I think I mentioned uh, in the message, I was taking a few photos. Uh, yeah, for the down paper. Yeah, yeah, down Hamilton. Um, it, 
first game for you under lights um, in pretty cold and wet conditions. Uh, what was how was that experience? What was it like? Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I had my moments throughout the game. You know, I. I I sort of thought to myself, wow, like here I am. <laughs> I was only playing at Metricon a couple of months ago with, you know, against Dustin Martin and all that, and here I am in Hamilton. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> um, but look, no, it was, um, it was cool. Um, it was a long time since I've played in, in games like that. Um, you know, I forget the... I guess the, the volunteers and the smell of DP before a game sort of thing and um, yeah, to, to run out with the Port Ferry boys was cool, really cool. And, um, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Look, we lost, but, um, yeah, Hamilton was a really a really good ground, especially under lights. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a crappy day, unfortunately. But, yeah, it was a um, great experience. Yeah, I think before the game, I, I um, well, I was actually, when I was going to be taking photos, um, my boss, he put a little note uh, to make sure I get a picture of you because, um, you know, that's that's what all the papers are after at the minute. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> but, um, I, I was I remember before the game, actually, I walked around the ga- ground, the ground, walked past you, and you were just in the T-shirt, and I was rugged up in about three Catman dudes. I thought, hey, how's he doing it? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, mate, I've, I've ducked myself in ice baths for the last 12 years, so <laughs> I couldn't really feel the uh, the cold these days. Yeah, no. Although, although I'm not going to lie, that I'm not going to lie, the Port Ferry weather and he's testing me, and that's for sure. It's freezing, yeah. coming off the best straight. Yeah, the sea breeze, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. she's she's fresh. Yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, as well as we mentioned, yeah, at Port Ferry now. How did you find yourself um, down at Port Ferry? Like, how did you sort of get there? Um, yeah, look, there was a couple of um, guys from the footy club that just got in contact with me and. Um, I'm not going to lie, I, I didn't really know much about Paul Ferry or the Hamden League before I came down here, but I thought, look, I, I like the sound of this. I like where this is going. And, I, you know, they invited me down here for a, for a few days to just soak the, the town in and have a look at the footy club. And um, it was beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. Um, loved meeting the people, the players. And, um, you know, I just thought it was a really good spot to bring up the family. Um and yeah, at the moment we're sitting on 28 acres out <laughs> in a farm, which is um, which is a different um, experience for us city slickers. So um, it's no, nah, it's it's really cool at the moment. We're really enjoying it. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. And I guess um, I think I read somewhere um, you're pretty kind of interested in junior development uh, and in Port Ferry side of things. Is that something uh, you hope to pursue in the future a bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't want to just come down and play and, and be a player and just that's all he does. I mean, I, I really want to invest in the the junior side of things. I, I love development. I love seeing kids improve and that's always been a real passion of mine. So I've been to, you know, I've run a few clinics at the primary schools down here and, um, you know, I'm, I'm running a few master classes for the, the young boys, the under-18s as well. So, I mean... I've got a lot of knowledge over my years throughout my career and I just thought, you know, I don't want to waste it. So I want to help these young boys. And yeah, you're right. It's, it's always been a passion of mine and it was a field that I wanted to get in post footy, but because of COVID it wasn't, you know, it wasn't there. So um, I will keep pursuing it and um, hopefully I'll be able to get a role, a full-time role um, somewhere, someday. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that, no, that's great. To yeah, it's a great initiative on. to yeah, not only come down, yeah, appreciate get, it. Get get amongst it in the in the community and um, absolutely good to see you with all all the young fellows coming through. Uh, appreciate it. Say what do the next few years kind of hold for you? I guess uh, in terms of your footy and and um, how's the body kind of feeling? Uh, yeah, from a footy perspective, um, I'm not sure. I'll just go with the flow. But um, from a body perspective, uh, I'm feeling better than ever. Um, you know, I my footy career ended quite abruptly in the AFL, um, so I was. Um, you know, I felt like I had plenty of years left in me. So, um, yeah, I'm going to make the most of it the next couple of years. I'll, I'll still play some real quality footy. And then I think then, you know, I'll start to really settle it down a bit and start to focus on other things and um, start to really invest in my kid as well. Yeah, no, for sure. And in the Port Ferry setup, um, you named in the guts this weekend, I think. we So um, what is your preferred mm. position? Do you like coming off the half-back or do you enjoy a bit more time in the midfield? Um, yeah, uh, look, I, I found the half-back a bit tough down here, to be honest. Um, I, I don't think that's where I cause the most damage, if that makes sense. Um, we have a really strong back line in, at Port Ferry, Colin Harwood, Josh Dwyer and... Um, Matt Sally, who I think is one of the best in the league, um, he'll be back soon as well. So they're, they're well covered there. So I thought, you know, why, why not just um, experiment, me up, experiment with me up the ground a little bit more, midfield, forward. Um, that's where I think um, I'll be able to play my best footy um, in the hand league around those positions. Yeah, yeah, and I think we saw you yeah. kick, um, six last last week. <laughs> yeah, so just a few. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's done well to. Kick six from the yeah. half back line. Or, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah I'm like, I had a few shots the last couple of weeks from half back, but no, they, um, yeah, the coach moved me, winners moved me forward um, this game, and yeah, it was, we used it to pretty good effect. But look, yeah, it was it was nice to get a bit of form up me about. Yeah, sure. And uh, you're currently 0-3 in, in a pretty young uh, and developing side, mm. I guess. How do you think you can kind of turn that around and work towards a few wins? And do you have any kind of goals set for the year or in, in particular? Um, yeah, look, we do have a really young side, but, you know, we, we don't use that as, as an excuse to Port Ferry. We, we've been really disappointed with our, our starts, um, our start to the season, but something that's you know, I think we've got to really address is our starts to game. That's That's been really hurting us. Um, so our, our goal, honestly, it's, it's not really about the wins. It's just, um, you know, continuing to build that connection with the players. Um, you know, we, we still need a few numbers on the track and, and whatnot. So um, I think for us, it's just bringing effort every single week and no matter who we're up against, um, and I think if we do that, the wins will take care of itself. Um, so at the goal, at the moment, sorry, our goals are real simple. Um, it's just to bring that effort and that connection um, to, to games, and hopefully the wins come from there. Starting tomorrow against Copland. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's about all we have for you, Shane. We can't thank you enough for obviously coming on and having a chat, and uh, wish you all the best for this weekend and the season and into the future. A pleasure, boys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be watching uh, 
watching your crew nice and eagerly this season. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to see another plot for a game and meet up in person. So. Yeah, absolutely, boys. Please do. Yeah, say good day. No worries. No worries. Appreciate it. Pleasure, boys. Thanks for the chat. No worries. Cheers. Take it easy. Bye.